0: Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Agency Intelligence Podcast, where we do bring real agents inside real agencies, bring you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. Today is another um, special episode um the covid special episodes i guess you could say and um just to to rehash what we're doing here we've got a lot of agents who are reached out different agents that are in different positions i'm talking to some agents right now that life's easy for them right now. It really truly is. I'm talking to some agents who you've heard me say before, literally are telling me they're about ready to lose it. Not just their mind, but their agency on some of the changes that are drastically happening to them. And so in those situations, we've all been in those situations. Those who are not affected right now have been affected at some point in time. And so what we're doing is we're just trying to gather that information put it together into a podcast, inject it into your ear. And if for some reason you don't like the headphones, then we're going to put it into an ebook. That's going to be due out. I've challenged my team to have it out by April 8th. um, But I think we're going to probably have it out before that. We're taking all these, we're transcribing them. We're doing some really cool things with them and we're going to deliver it. So in case you don't listen to podcasts, at least you have something that you can uh, read. And the way that my team has found a piece of software that does trans that transcribes. It's really, really good, and it's kind of unique. So I'm excited to use it for the first time as well. But anyways, today on episode four, we're going to kind of bring everything together in a lot of different ways inside the agency, outside the agency, get some personal stories, some true life things going on. And today I'd like to introduce, as you guys know, um, been a long, long time, many, many times been on here, Miss Erin Nutting. Erin, how are you?
1: I'm so, I am so good in this new normal, Jason. I am new normal. I am am here for it. I am good. I'm trying to, you know, I think everyone right now is very like, let's just take it one day at a time. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to say those weird, standard one-liners today by any means, but i'm I'm doing very well. thank you.
0: <laughs> well good, thank you and I'm glad that you came and uh, that you uh, that you joined us here. Alicia um Cavanaugh is also joining us those uh, best buds also had them on a podcast the last time Aaron was on the last time uh, Alicia was on together. I didn't want to do two of them. I wanted to have you two together because your guys is. Your guys' friendship just uh, makes the listeners really, really enjoy our conversation. So Alicia, welcome to Agency Intelligence again.
2: Thank you. Always nice to be here.
0: Sometimes I wish it was under better circumstances. But (laughs) as I said to some people, I have to tell you right now, we're getting like 20 to 25 calls a day. Like, no, 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 those are those. And normally it's up around 40, 45, 50. So our calls are way down. Our commercial clients don't want to see us. We're giving them information. We put in phone calls to them. Our non-for-profits, we volunteered to drive where the elderly did before, and we need to do it now. Uh, But I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of cleaning going on at my office. Um, A lot of files are being done. We're preparing. I don't know if we've ever been more prepared for the next three, four, five, six, seven months um, than we have right now. But that's not what I'm hearing every th- from everybody out there. Aaron, what is your what is your day? What's your life looking like? How's it changed?
1: You know, um, the biggest thing for me, and I've I've talked about this, the most phone calls I've gotten in the last two weeks actually have to do with my sister company, Arizona Wedding Insurance. And oh, wow. it's just kind of crazy because on that side of things, a lot of people aren't thinking about the fact that um, the wedding insurance industry has been completely disrupted right now. And I know wow. that small, sounds like small potatoes for a lot of people because, like, no all in all, like, if you're not getting married or you don't know somebody getting married, it's probably not very important to you. But in this um, in this world, I have spent more time telling people, "I'm so sorry, I cannot help you." In the last couple of weeks, than I think I ever have in my insurance career, mostly because. Wow. Um, Well, moratoriums have been put in place to where you actually can't write special events policies or wedding insurance policies. And to be open and honest, there is no coverage for anything viral in a wedding insurance policy. So it has been, um, needless to say, I've had brides, grooms who are just like hundreds of thousands of dollars just gone because they can't have their weddings. So it's, it's been, um it's been interesting the last couple of weeks. It's been sad. You know, it's been, that is a very emotional. I mean, I got into that company and I started that company because it was the, it allowed me to be girly and emotional and those kinds of things. And, I think I never really had the opposite side of it until now and where it's um, the emotion is just a very sad emotion. It, it it makes me want to do things and I just, I I can't, my hands are tied, of course. So it's been a little interesting as far as the um, main company is concerned. Like I actually had a record month last month. um, And I hate to say that because I know people are really struggling and hurting and going through all these things right now. Um, It's just, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more. It's just my business started as a digital agency. So I've never had anybody come into my office. I've never had any customers who knew where I was. So for me, this is kind of like business as usual on the agency side, but we're making up for how, you know, devastating it's been on the wedding insurance side.
0: Wow. Wow. Interesting. And Aaron, I've I've heard some uh, stories of some of the things people are doing out there. Like people are having, they're taking their wedding online. Like because they're just like, have you heard any wild and crazy stories? I was just hearing these last night.
1: (laughs) I did, but I'm gonna be really, uh, I'm gonna be really open in that I was supposed to get married in like two weeks.
0: So oh shit, fire!
1: (laughs) This directly
0: affects you. Oh my gosh!
1: So like Alicia's like. Booking plane tickets and coming out and all these things. And I we had to make the huge decision a couple of weeks ago now to say, you know what? Like, I don't think this is – now, we're very fortunate in that we kind of are go-with-the-flow, seat-of-your-pants kind of people anyway. So right. it's okay. I think I'm more bummed about our honeymoon trip than anything else. Um, but um But the reason I've heard about these crazy things is because now that we've like postponed like the ceremony and all that jazz, everyone has all these great ideas. So everyone keeps sending me these articles. And um, in fact, we were just hiking uh, the other day. We were talking about how when you're incarcerated, you actually can get married when you're incarcerated. So (laughs) I I was joking around like there's got to be a way. I don't want to rob a bank right now. This is awesome. There's there's got to be a way. So you're
0: really thinking here. This is unbelievable. I've
1: seen two crazy things. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say I don't think I want to look back in 20 years and be like, "Hey, remember that time we got married via Skype?" Like that just doesn't sound like the right thing to do.
0: No, it does, man. It's going to live it with. It's going to be parallel to your story, your whole life of when you got married, right? Or when you're talking about the virus, it's oh yeah, well I got married. You know, I mean, wow, it's going to be parallel to it. So not not in such a bad way. It's a unique way. Alicia, how has life been for you? Uh, how's how's things been? Different.
2: Um, I mean, I do have a brick and mortar office. It's not that we had a ton of people coming in, but I think there is something about culture. That's been my biggest shift is like the culture change and making sure that I'm still connected and know what's going on and that we're touching base. Um, and then sometimes I'm on phone calls and I have a toddler in the background. So that's obviously a change called the um, world Little little easier with a nine year old, but um, so so that has definitely been um just different, you know. But I think that's what makes a good entrepreneur, right? We Absolutely. adjust and we're adaptable, and we figure out okay, game plan, you know. So, um, yeah, so my, husband I just, that- brought me my slippers for those of you that's that's working from home life, <laughs> <laughs> my slippers on during the podcast. Thanks, Dave. <laughs>
1: So, like, just to get like an idea, though, of how the severity in each one of our states, I know Alicia has been on complete lockdown for a week or so now.
2: It feels like seven years. Um, No, I think it's been about ten days that we've had a stay-at-home order.
1: Okay. So, Arizona has been like a self-quarantine order for roughly about the same time, almost two weeks. But tonight we are going into shelter mode at five p.m. So we will get that effect where the only thing that's going to be uh, – the only thing that you're going to be allowed to do outside of your house is medical and grocery store. So mm-hmm. how about you, Jason?
0: Yeah, that's me too. Me, we've been that way since I don't – I think uh, the not this Monday, the Monday before. Maybe the Monday before that. It's been about 10 yeah. days or so, something like that. Yeah, it really has been. And, and it started um, – It started to slow down really, really fast for us um, and before Illinois put the order out because they found a couple uh, in St. Louis um, cases and that's five, 10 miles from me. And so that was that was kind of a a big deal. But we only have like two in our county. So it's it's not bad. But I think everybody is going to be singing a different tune in 14, 15 days. The people that are very impatient right now, I get why you're impatient. But if these models are anywhere close to what they're saying, and like, you know, they I was just reading this morning, they ran 12 models. They Trump said they gave him 12 different models, and they were all so out of whack. It was like immediately like, yeah, OK, got to move it to April 30th. And you'll notice what he said also, we'll be getting back to normal around June 1st, which, you know. And we'll go into that later and we don't have to, or I don't want to, but I really don't see how brain chair can happen. I just can't mm. see it. they're talking they're talking in April, they're talking in August that we're still gonna be having deaths. We won't be at our apex. We'll still be having deaths then. No one's gonna get on a plane two months later and 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 then they say during the fall that it's gonna come back. So I'm just trying to be real in this whole situation and I don't want to do virtual or whatever. That's just not me. Um, that's,
1: it's
0: not the same. It's not mm. the same. It's a very personal, intimate thing with us, and so, and like I said, it's a mastermind meeting that we invite other people to. So, us mastermind members are good. But, anyways, so, so that's where the shelter order is. And then, Alicia, what state are you in? Washington. Oh well, I was way off. I was thinking you were like in North Carolina. What what the hell was I thinking that for? Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I have that's no okay. idea. Wait. <laughs> really- oh yeah. So you guys been because you guys had some early outbreaks. We did. Yeah. We had the I'm pretty sure we had the
2: first case in the country. So um, you know, we've been social distancing for longer. Um, but it's, you know, it's definitely it's interesting and a lot of flexibility, I think, like I said before, and adjusting and just figuring out how to keep going and how to make things work. I say everything. Has a solution. I saw some, I think it was uh, Zach posted that said, every problem is figure outable. And if it's not figure outable, it's not a problem, it's a fact of life. And I thought, oh shit, that that's is good. so good. And wow. that's true. I always say that. every. I say that to my kids all the time. Every problem has a solution. You just have to figure out what it is. I say that to my employees. Like, we just have to figure out what steps we need to take to fix this. Um, that's exactly
0: right. That's what the client's calling us for. We try to make it too complicated. They just have a problem and they need some solutions, right? Right. Just just help me fix this problem. Sometimes we get way too, way too in-depth in that. You know, you said something also, Alicia, that was really good is about being an entrepreneur. And then you use the word being flexible, figuring it out, you know, accepting facts as when they are facts. Those are really good things. One of the things my mentor told me a long time ago is one of my favorite sayings. Um, his name was Mike Beard. I mean, loyal listeners know his name's Beardisms, is what I call them. I have right. tons of them. He said, he said, a good entrepreneur is always flexible. And he said, Jason, always remember that blessed are the flexible for they don't get bent out of shape.
2: Hey, uh, I that was, love that. I That's that
0: so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, loyal listeners? They're saying that it's cute. They're saying it's cute. So saying it's cute. So Aaron, so I mean, in your day to day life, because you have your kids home, Alicia, you have your kids home. My kids are home. I mean, what a trip. I mean, it's not like they're just home like sick, right? Now we've had to become teachers. I don't know how it is in your states. But now we have like, so like my wife said last night, she's like, I really don't mind this. She's like, but I didn't know that all of a sudden I was going to be a teacher for the whole month of March and, no. and April. You know what I mean? Like this, we were supposed to be on vacation. Actually, we we're supposed to be in Key West like last week. I'm oh, sorry. So I mean, and no, my wife's teaching. How's that been for you guys? Uh, it's a challenge.
2: Yes,
1: <laughs> I will uh, say I want to be very upfront because. I feel sometimes like really not alone. I have a lot, I have a tremendous support system at home, but like I called Alicia yesterday. We like couldn't connect, but like I cried yesterday. I want to be very upfront with people and letting them know, like I found out yesterday that my, so, so Matt and I together have six kids. Okay. Okay. two of which are teenagers. So they're pretty much self-sufficient and doing their own thing. But I want to okay. be very upfront and letting you know that my four, four youngest that are six and under, I was just told yesterday they are not going back to school for the rest of the year. Meaning I have four different curriculums, four different log in Google uh-huh. classrooms, four different like pre-K, kindergarten. I have two kids who are more like I have to do my schoolwork, whereas my preschoolers really don't have to, but they're kind of feeling neglected. And then, because we thought it would be a really great idea, this was semi apparent win, semi apparent fail. We thought, let's get them a PlayStation 4 because they'll share, right? <laughs> sure. So yesterday, I think when finding all that information out and then coming back on a typical like Monday for my digital agency and having, you know, 200 plus emails, which mean that probably is not a lot for a lot of agents, but for me, it just felt really overwhelming. And I just remember coming to the top of my stairs and just like losing it and Mm -hmm. just saying, I think I'm maxed and I need to figure out a way to kind of unravel a little bit. And what I've found in the last 24 hours is being open with your clients about it, who This is the first time in my lifetime, I don't know about you guys, but in my lifetime, where it seems like everyone in the entire world is on the same page. Like we all are going through the same thing. Agreed. So telling somebody like, hey, by the way, I realize that you're you have this happening right now like they can't pay their insurance bills which i'm just going to do a quick little segue for anybody any agents that are watching this because i know you're trying to release these quickly if you have not talked to your carriers or your reps or anything like that yet about how you can help your clients during the time with like pushing premiums or like waiving cancellations like do it because i've had probably about 65 70 percent of my carriers say that they're doing it so mm-hmm. if you don't have the information yet do it because there's nothing like being able to tell somebody like, let me see what I can do for you instead of Correct. like a long policy being like, oh, I'm sorry, you're going to lose a hundred million dollars on your swan fountain you had to have at your wedding.
0: <laughs> Progressive even has the thing that if you pay with cash, we don't have it, but I saw it in the email. If you pay with cash, those people who come and do that, that you can have them call Progressive and Progressive has a program to, to help those people as well. Now, I don't know what the program is, but oh, but like, is that not awesome? I mean, yeah. I don't know, how, I don't know how they're doing that, but they're either letting them slide or they've worked. Um, they have a, a third party that they can go pay through or something like. I have no idea. Like maybe right. s- teamed up with CBS that's still open, right? right? Something like that. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. I was like, holy cow! I mean, these companies are bending over backwards. We talked about that oh. in the brick and mortar um, with Wes. And and the fact that we have to, if any time is the time to challenge your office and working outside and and having to deal with staff in different ways, or the employees are, excuse me, the clients and prospects, what you just said is so important. Like they'll accept you messing up right now. They accept you trying new things. They accept you being transparent and saying, hey, I don't have that answer because we are in weird times. And what you said is so good, Aaron everybody's on the same page it's not like you start talking to someone and they're like oh i don't know what's going on i don't watch the news like everybody knows what's going on you know what i mean well, and there's power think, in that
1: even if you think about like the holidays for example not everyone celebrates hanukkah or christmas Ooh, or anything like that so like if your office is closed for christmas and someone's not so cel- like you can't be like oh, as much as you have that reason like oh hey we weren't open there is not a si- every single person in the world is experiencing this one thing right now, and is it? It's like such a huge, powerful thought when you think about it. Like
0: very powerful. i telling Betty.
1: You know, I'm sorry. I need to get. I'm. I'm on a four-hour hold time with travelers, which God Almighty.
0: I've lost some
1: companies right now,
0: you know? And then then most of them are doing it from home. You know what I mean? And what you're also noticing about some of your companies, even their systems suck. They'll be like, well, I don't know how to transfer because I'm working at home and Mm -hmm. Um, da-da-da-da-da. One of the things I want to talk about, something that Wes brought up, um, this was so good. I did not know he was going to bring this up. Wes said that some of the people are having the hardest time working from home because their work is their refuge from their home. And so we have to understand that we're putting our employees in a spot that's not, that's as Wes said, that's messy right? Mm-hmm. It's like they don't really have much control. Their, their life is dominated. And we're not saying it in a negative way. It's just that our kids, our kids become the priority when we're, when we're around, right? And they can make life really crazy. Maybe we do have a, a butthead spouse or something like that, right? I mean, maybe that happens too. But I had never thought about that. Like like those people now are being put into those positions and then they're putting work on front of them with new processes and procedures. Erin, right? as you stated, there's a lot of stress going on there. Alicia, I mean, you got any thoughts on that, Alicia? About, yeah. I mean, I had never thought of that before.
2: So I think this is really interesting. I hadn't thought of it either. And then a girlfriend of mine said, what about women who have like abusive partners? And I've never been in that situation. So I didn't even, I never would have even considered that. But yeah. she has been there. And so she, she thought about that. So now she's stuck at home here. I'm like, it's not as mentally stimulating to work from home. That's how I feel. Like right. I'm not as stimulated. It's, even though I'm doing the same things and I'm having the same conversations, I'm just not as I'm not as stimulated. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are other people who may literally be, you know, having emotional. I mean, there's just all kinds of terrible things that happen. And I think if we're not in the situation, sometimes we forget that that's happening. Right. Um, one of the things that I'm trying to do, and I know we're not getting into logistics you know, that much. But one of the things I'm doing that's working is people who have an easier home life. Like I have somebody, um, one of my producers, she's in her 30s, she lives alone, she has like animals, she doesn't have a spouse, she doesn't have any kids. Guess what? She's answering the phone more. And and without any and it's just an expectation. It's like, hey, you don't (laughs) you don't have anything to tend to except for a really cute dog and some meow faces. So like you, right. You're gonna do more work right now because we're a team and that's what's gonna happen.
0: And that's what's gonna happen. And yeah. there's
2: a little financial incentive to that. But I think when you have a good culture and a good team, you can do that. You can do well, some right. shifting and makes more sense for somebody to not answer the phones and do work after their kids go to sleep. That's fine. We just make adjustments.
0: That's exactly right. That's good stuff right there, Alicia. Were you gonna say something, Aaron?
1: I was just going to say that I love that idea because I think not only is it going to actually probably keep her culture intact during this time because she's still giving value to that one person who probably feels, I'm going to go on a limb and say maybe even a little alone during this time since she's quarantining by herself. So Mm -hmm. it's probably a really great thing. Not even her knowing that this person actually has more responsibility, more things to do and feeling more valuable in a time where Alicia is not hundred percent available anymore because she's got Emery asking her for fruit snacks every five seconds, you know, those kinds of things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, it's really, really, it's really, really crazy. The things, um, you know, I try to think about these in business. I think about these in personal life. I think in business we are way more, technically advanced in, in this in this realm of what I mean here is that I think that there's people who have never eaten Uber Eats who have now ate it three, four, five times or not eaten it, but used the service, right? Sure. Um, there's people who are, are not using their apps and other different things that now they're doing that stuff. They're doing a lot of things differently. And I think we're going to see two thirds of those maybe go back to doing what they were doing, but the other third are gonna be like, hey, I didn't ever think I would just have Walmart deliver my groceries, but I'm going to. You know what I mean? That is actually easier now that I'm stuck and forced to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to look for those things in business. And I think it's not so much the tools we use, but I think it's the expectations are now going to be sped up by the consumer. We've already been experiencing them coming along, and now it's like – wow, I can do all this stuff. Like like a lot of people, I guarantee you, have probably went online to look at their insurance information because not only because they're bored, but they need to make their bill and they don't know how they're gonna make the payment, but they finally logged in, finally went online and realized like, oh man, I always call and I could go right in here and do, this is what my son or my daughter's been talking about. right? There's those things and that's only gonna create more of that great separation. Because it's not like it's, this is the thing I want to say, and I want to get your guys' feedback. There's not going to be, the normal that's coming up is going to be, I don't want to say drastically different, but it's with some of our clients, it's going to be drastically different than the norm we just left. It's going to be, you're going to start realizing, you know, they say that if anybody does anything for 21 days, it becomes a habit. We're going to be like in the house for like 45 days doing the same things. There's a lot of habits that are going to be broke. What say you, Aaron?
2: Well, I can't help but
1: think if you don't follow Alicia on Instagram, you need to do this because people who who follow her are going to get this right away. Alicia does this thing on her stories and it says, um, chapter one of what's in my elevator today. Kind of thing. She has this public elevator that she rides on her way up to her office. And every, I would say at least once a week, there is some questionable situation happening in said elevator. So I want to go on a limb. (laughs) And like you said, like even simple things, like I was watching a movie the other night and there was people on a subway, like, and I am like the anti-germaphobe. I never have questioned anything. Like I wash my hands as much as the reasonable person does, et cetera. But like, I'm not somebody to go above and beyond and, um, be fearful, right. Be fearful of Mm -hmm. the germ or like, feel like there's something else, but I can't help but think about like just something as as simple as Alicia's elevator. What our world is going to look like after this happens is in my opinion, I feel like eventually people are going to go back to what used to be our normal. It's just, I think it's just bound to happen. People go back to what they know, et cetera. But I'd like to think that during this time, people start developing a little bit more empathy for each other. So that way maybe we can kind of take that into our new normal in Mm -hmm. that, you know, being appreciative. It's really easy. And I joke around about this all the time on my Instagram. It's really easy to, I've been stuck in the state, not stuck, but like, someone says, like, I've been stuck in the same place. Well, no, you're safe in the same place. Like maybe taking like a little bit of a different mentality during this time because I think when we Wow,
0: that's really good.
1: Like imagine what happens when we've been home with our babies, right? Like we've been home with our babies for gosh knows how long this is gonna go on for. We have to send them back to school and they've been used to being with us for six months. I don't know what that's going to look like. Like, is it going to look like kindergarten day one again? Is it going to be like, what What kind of things is it going to look like for us to go back to work? I think everyone in the grand scheme of things really wants to think we're going to go out for champagne and mimosas when this is all over. But I do actually think our new normal will be a little bit more in touch with humanity.
0: Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude. I agree.
2: I do too, and I I always say before I say this, I I feel a little bit like Susie Sunshine, like okay, enough already, positive Patty, but um, I think I I think that there will be a new normal where we're a little bit slower, right? Like we always have all the sports and all the activities, and we're trying to make sure our kids are well balanced and well rounded, and they're doing all the things, and I. Um, I, I definitely agree with you that I think that this will slow things down a little bit. And whenever I'm at my wit's end, I try to remember like, this is a time where we're really getting to spend time together as a family. And how often does that happen? Where we're really playing board games every night and charades and Jenga and all the silly things. I think that when this is really far gone, we'll look back on it with a fondness that life is slower. And I think you're right. I'm, or I'm hopeful that some of this will carry into the new normal. But to Jason's point, kind of circling back, I've had gotten more online leads in the past three weeks. Shout out to Advisor Evolved. Since probably ever, probably ever. I mean, you yeah, awesome. are definitely, definitely doing that. I'm Just, hearing that.
1: Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, I've, I don't know how your voicemails have been. Um, I've basically been now, ever since we've gone, uh, my team's gone home-based, I've basically um, been 100% answering service. So like someone, my phones get answered, but they get answered by a carrier. So I'm not answering the phones anymore, and neither is my, my team, my producers, who, whoever, and we're being directed. But there's like a little advisement that says, Hey, during this time, we realize everyone da da da. Like this is, you know, if you need immediate, all you know, all the all the good stuff. No one needs to know about. Um, but I am finding that people are emailing more. Like this has been the craziest thing because normally people will never email my service email, but I'm noticing more service at integrityinsure.com emails yes. than I've ever experienced in my
0: life. Absolutely. And those go to our VA. So we're so happy about those. That's not a phone call interrupting our time. And it's actually going directly to the person who's going to be doing the work anyways. So this is better for us. This is better for the client. And you're, oh, Aaron, that's exactly what I'm talking about. These characteristics, these changes of the ways that our consumer works and the way that they normally You know, are cool with us, and the more that they use email, right? The better that is for us, you you know, because then we can help collect our message with them. Um, I love what you said though, because I actually wrote it down much, probably might need to be the title of this. You're not stuck in the same place, you're safe in the same place. Is that what you said? I think that's what you said. I honestly
1: like, I. I think that's been kind of, I bet I was the worst, like the first week of quarantine, I was literally every day, I was like, oh, this is terrible. I, what am I going to do? Matt and I are literally working on a table together. Like, and I don't know if you've ever had like two CEOs of a company in the same space trying to, like. <laughs> it is, we, we joke all the time that like, this is true marriage counseling. Like this is, it's almost like the quarantine was like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. Are you (laughs) sure? Let's make sure we're good. Let's make sure. But like it's been the most, and he's like, and I think Alicia, um, Alicia's husband is very, very similar. And maybe, maybe your wife, Jason, they are very like positive, optimistic, very supportive. Um, and sometimes when you're not that way, which Alicia is, but I tend to go the other route, it's like almost like, oh, it's so annoying. Why are they telling me it's all gonna be fine? Like, ugh. I just wanna I just wanna be so upset about this. But when I started taking that mentality this week of like, how awesome is this that I'm in complete control of my children's health? I've never felt that way. Interesting. I interesting. Always have sent them to school and they have that quote, like when you have a kid, when you when you become parents, you like physically take your heart outside your body and they just like run around. How cool is it that we get to like keep them? So as soon as I took that mentality of like I'm not stuck here, I'm safe here, I All think right. things have changed this week. Now, I'm not saying that my snack intake situation has changed, but my mentality has changed.
0: <laughs> I got you. I'm going to really-
2: I'm going to gain the COVID 15 by this is, you know the freshman 15, <laughs> no, maybe the COVID 15 for me. It's bad. What are you what are you snacking on right now? All the kids' snacks, I never eat that stuff. But the kids are like, Can I have a fruit snack? And I'm like, Sure, me too. Can I have good fish? Sure, me too.
0: I have nothing else to do. Yep,
2: I'll text them. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I'm making it. And so I start eating it. It's
0: terrible.
1: Somebody bring me a fruit roll up while they're in the pantry. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. The, the the things that they're doing too. Wes was talking about it. He, he they have an Olympics. They found out the Olympics had been postponed, and he told all of his kids that they're all Olympians. So they've been having like yeah. these Olympic games and stuff like that. I mean, um, that's you know,
2: so cute. I'm, that's adorable.
0: Yeah, they they brought out the mattresses and they had a wrestling, and you know, and they're doing trampoline things and and I mean, that's the thing. He said he said it so well, and it's what you guys are alluding to in a way that. There, it's stressful now, but our kids are probably going to look back at this and say, "Man, mom and dad, I remember when for that like two weeks, months we were home from school, and that was so much fun, you know." And it's like, "Wow, that is really, really amazing." I do believe that there is. I see how life. I don't want to say it's so much slowed down for me. I just seem like I almost appreciate it more because so many other people are appreciating it more. I mean, walking, we have a lot of bike trails and stuff around here and walking. I mean, they're actually too close. Like there's so many people on the walking trail. It's like, man, you guys are still, you're, you're not, you're not distancing yourself. You know what I mean? So it's like, but it's just really, really, really unique. And I, and I think that there's, there's a lot that's going to come out of it. i not to mention there's still a lot of people working right? There's still a lot of people that are still working and all we're doing is sitting around saving our money. I mean, cause we really can't, you can only buy so many, writ so many movies off Netflix and Brian video, right? I mean, you just can only do so much. And so like whenever <laughs> we're set loose, holy shit. I mean, you know, I mean, you know how, do you know how busy the hair salons are going to be? Oh my god! I mean, the hair salons are going to be so busy. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. The restaurants. I'm not
1: even. I'm not even prepared to talk about my nails. <laughs> I'm not. prepared to talk about, I, I'm not. I am not ready for that.
2: So we can, uh, we can just,
1: you know, I, I, the other day Matt was like, "Oh my gosh, I can see your natural hair color. I didn't even realize what color was." Excuse me. What? <laughs> what? What was that you said?
0: Yeah. Now let's also be real about something. Okay, let's be real about December and January. Yes, everybody says there's a lot of divorces that are going to happen. And I'm saying no, we're seeing the opposite. Now, now come talk to me in 30 days. My wife might want to kill me. But (laughs) now where it's all family rah rah, but like three days, they they had power outage in the New York Northeastern area, and they couldn't handle the babies. In nine months, three days, three days. We're like 45 days cooped up in something. There ain't nothing else to do a lot of times, but like go take a nap. Right. And so there's going to be some kids. Yeah. Uh, that you know, is- he's just doing the air quotes. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, there's going to be some kids. We need no to invest
1: Jason. in fiber. No, Jason. I do not no. know what you mean. <laughs> Alicia is going, did you hear that I have six children now? No. <laughs> Alicia is the one who is going to, quote unquote, air quotes, know what you mean.
0: Uh, the, the, the young, you know, the people who are in the stage of doing that, let's just say that. I, and Alicia, you may be, I don't know. Are you going to have any more kids, Alicia? Or is she just so, getting you?
2: No, my husband has been like pushing for a third baby for a while. Oh. And so we're cooped up inside. I mean, it might be a good time to make a baby. we <laughs> <laughs> can practice.
1: I feel like I need a side, like a side bet, like come like July or August. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, You know, I mean, that's why I'm saying December and January. I mean, this is going to be a lot of babies born. A ton of babies born. Like they're not gonna need to take down all these makeshift hospitals, just leave them up because in, <laughs> De- in December in December, January, there's gonna be some babies coming, I'm telling you. I agree. New, so business,
1: yeah. new business opportunity, drive
0: through doulas. Let's get working See? on that. For real, and not only that, life insurance. I mean, this, this is, dude, this is gonna be, once again, it's gonna echo through time. There's all these babies that we called the Corona babies. right?
2: <laughs> Oh, God, <laughs> that's going to be terrible. That's the the, the coronials, coronials. The coronials.
0: <laughs> the coronials. <laughs> and you um, got to think the millennials are true. the largest generation right now, right? And they're the ones creating all the corona babies. So it's like, blah, 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 I'm an
1: explosion. Yeah. I will say, uh, yeah. I have been a little disappointed in, I feel like anytime I read an article or anytime like I read like a third party article, like one that doesn't have like a lot of Let's call it a lot of like weight when it comes to like, I don't want to get like political or anything like that because I believe that there's enough of that in the world right now. And the last thing we need to do is infuse that. But I will say that I have been extremely disappointed in the representation that people think that millennials are the ones who are making it difficult to get rid of the coronavirus. I'm going to go on a limb and say that I have been in yoga pants for two weeks, doing my duty, keeping my kids at home. And it is
2: not me that is making this worse. It's the other ones. What are they called? Are they Generation Z? It's the Z ones under the us, okay? We're all like in our 30s now. We're not at gotcha. Palm Springs or the beach in our bikini we're all watching. We're all
1: watching the Tiger King on Netflix, okay, folks? That's
2: this what is what the millennials, millennials are doing. <laughs> Binge watching, buying all the wine, not right. the toilet paper, buying all, the, all wine. the
0: wine. Staying inside, yoga pants. It's, it's very simple. What's very, happening? very simple. I am telling you that the Tiger King, can 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 we, Alicia, uh, Aaron, both? Obviously, you both seen it, right? Yes. Okay.
1: I'm only on. I'm only on episode three. Don't ruin it for me. Oh, okay. never mind.
0: That's why, I wanted, that's why I asked. That's why I asked. No, I really can't actually ruin it for you because it's just that fuck. Fr- excuse me. That freaking crazy. I mean, it's just. <laughs> It's just the wildest shit I've ever seen in my life. So anyways, I will not ruin it for you because it's fantastic. My wife and I finally decided, all right, let's watch this on Sunday. And it was like, next one, next one, next one, next one, next one. You know what I mean? That's what it was me just and like-
2: my husband did on Sunday, Jason. Same thing. I was like, we can't turn this off.
0: We- and my best friend and his wife did it. And we didn't know it either. And I'm like, I guess Sunday was like <laughs> Tiger King. Day.
1: We have to finish it. I don't know what's more entertaining, watching our faces while we're watching this show. Because there are things that I'm just like, are you are, are, is this happening right now? I just, it it was mind boggling. And I don't know so about many you, times. this is the insurance agent geeking out on me. I don't know about you guys, but how did his insurance policy cover that dude's arm getting ripped off or that lady? Uh, I don't get it. It couldn't
0: have to work. It was, that was some crazy, that was some crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. And, um, um, oh man, there's something else I was going to say, which was, uh,
1: we got oh. off topic because we got excited. Yeah, I can't. No, no, no.
0: It's just yeah. crazy. Because no, I mean, I a- I believe there's a bunch of other crazy people and wild cultures in the world. But they got the rest of the world's got to be watching this, going, "What the <laughs> hell is wrong with these guys over there?" You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. There's probably some worse. But but I'm just saying, it's just wildness. I mean, and the fact that we got to see inside that culture of that zoo culture and met these other people, it was just like okay. there's like, wow okay so that's the worst wild. part
2: of this i'm gonna i'm gonna sort of tell you guys something in circle of trust here and talk, i'm gonna trust all the people listening here i cried
0: oh,
2: I, I cried at one point during tiger king and i'm not gonna say when because aaron's not caught up but my husband looked at me and said are you crying and i was like yes that's sad and he was like you what Luckily, he knows me and he knows I cry at like a a Pampers commercial. But Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Well,
1: I'll probably end up crying then too. I know that I cried. And one thing I really want to say is that's really cool right now is if you have kids and you don't know this yet or you do not have like Amazon Prime Fire Stick or not an Amazon Prime member, now is the time to invest in that because you can actually rent those movies or you can buy the movies that are supposed to be in the theater right now that you can't see so onward was a movie that we just recently did for the kids and um maybe it's because i have like sensitive like brother and dad stuff in my life i'm not sure but i cried like a little baby in that movie for
0: real onward huh
1: onward excellent movie for the kids and family
0: you know one of the things you said earlier about looking at each other your facial expressions during tiger king i have never during you're so right and i'm just now thinking of this um so many times i would like in the middle of the show i would just turn around and look behind me because andrea's sitting in her chair over there just look at her like what the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> you know, it's like, is this real? You know, and so I'm, I'm, as I'm watching it, I'm searching Google. I'm like, this has got to be some bullshit. You know, it's like the Blair Witch Project. You yeah. remember that when we were younger, yeah. they had that bullshit, thought it was real and shit. I'm thinking this has got to be the same thing. And nope. no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> real. I mean, I'm like, what the hell? So anyways, anyways, uh, okay. Wow, know- we really got off topic. This is COVID-19.
1: I did want to say one thing though that I um that I was searching on. I've been I've been looking at like everyone insur like the insurance feeds and like Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Um and I do wanna say that there's been a few um insurance like companies that have done in fact, um our good friend Denise Bravo, who's also here in Tucson with me, I wanna kinda of give her like a little highlight because I was really impressed. By the way, she has turned her business page into somewhat more of like a highlighting local, other local businesses page. Yeah. Um, and I was really impressed because she's like, hey, every, like, why we can, let's eat local. And then she was like telling people to give their recommendations in the feed. I wanted to highlight that because I think if all of us could do just like a little bit of that in the community, um, like eating out local, takeout, things like that, that would not only, this sounds like, horrible, but that would not only be awesome for the community, but it would also be really great to continue to put your insurance company's name out there with being affiliated in that you actually want to help the community. So like little stuff like that, I I'm going to tell insurance agents right now, and you guys can back me or leave me alone in this alley, but shame on you. If you are using COVID-19 to sell product, I just, I tell you, God, I have never been more disappointed. I've unfriended people. I've been it is like emotional for me to watch that go down. But there are other ways. Like follow Denise Bravo. Follow other um uh follow other insurance agents that do this. I'll find a few that I can send you, Jason, that I know mm-hmm. so you can have more in there. But follow that if you want to like actually be useful in the community. Don't sell your Josh family. Witt, um which right is
0: So Josh Witt, who does commercial insurance in Knoxville, Tennessee, he has um, he told his staff two weeks ago or three weeks ago, don't worry about lunch for the next however long we're going to order lunch. It's paid by the agency and we're buying it from local communities and or clients as a way to sponsor them. And that was a great that was something great that I know a ton of agents inside the mastermind are doing now. And it's like that little bitty thing of saying, okay, I'll buy the lunch. Let's do it. Um, any other things like that are fantastic. But I want to talk about something before we wrap it up. And I'm not saying we have to now, but I want to talk about this. I think there's there needs to be a talk about, we always talk about this being the greatest industry God ever created. And I think that right now we're seeing yet it again, we are very, very, speaking with a broad brushstroke here, we are very, very immune to some of the stuff that's other business owners are going, that are going through right now yeah i mean yeah. you you have, I mean, you have to you have to literally think about this to yourself like like they they don't know exactly i mean it i told andrea i said if we owned a shoe store like right now we wouldn't have sold shoes for two weeks we'd be figuring right. out what in the hell we are going to be doing there are business right. owners who are having legitimate problems we just we're about ready to get paid and we gonna grow you know five ten percent this month like we have been and it's just it just comes to that and i think this is the time that we should remind our employees of this great opportunity because this is the time where you can say hey i know you always think it's great because you get to leave whenever you need for a kid's appointment or something like that Mm -hmm. that becomes the norm -hmm. This now is the time where we can capitalize on it and say, "Hey, listen and think about what everybody else's world is versus the security you have." Not only are you still going to get paid, you're probably working a little bit less than you than you have been in the past. You know, what say you about that, Alicia? With you and your employees and culture?
2: I absolutely agree. So I have been in the industry for almost twenty years, um, which is scary to say, Um, but. So to, I was around for the recession in 2008, but I didn't own my agency then. I didn't start my agency till 2012. Um, and I, I think that's a good reminder, Jason, that from an employee perspective, I didn't really realize how great it was that my job was secure. And I do think this is a good time to not only remind our employees how great this is, but also appreciate them because they are, my team has been phenomenal. I don't know how you guys are experiencing and what the people who are listening, I don't know what they've experienced, but my team has really stepped up. They've, um, you know, even to the point where they're doing little things like buying themselves a new mouse versus like me saying, oh no, I'll order it for you or I'll drop it on your porch. They're like, no, no, it's fine. Or, um, you know, they just really have stepped up and made it work. And I think, so not only do I feel like they should be grateful to be in a recession proof industry, Um, I think that we should be grateful for our teams and what they're doing and how they're making this work too. Like Erin said, we're all in the same place right now. We're all experiencing the same thing, but not everyone handles it with grace. And my team has been freaking fantastic. So I think reminding them like, hey, your job's not in jeopardy. This is why this career is so great. Um, And I also think appreciating them and doing what you can for them right now Financially or otherwise is really helpful. Some people's spouses are really affected by this. Correct. And so if, if you know, I'll put this out there. If you normally give a bonus in November or December, like maybe consider doing something sooner, maybe consider quartering it and changing that to a quarterly bonus, whatever we That's can do for our team idea. now, I think is, is awesome. And even sometimes what I'll do if, if I feel like somebody needs help, I'll put something out there. I'll say like, hey, I know you need help. Here's what I need you to do to get you that help um, before right. they yeah. come to me and ask for
0: it. No, that's that's really, really good stuff. I got like three things in my head now from all that. Anything, any thoughts on that, Aaron?
1: No, I love, I love, I wouldn't even have thought about the bonus idea. I love that idea so much. I think that is such a a great way to just say, hey, like I got you and to create that trust, the continuous Mm -hmm. trust, not just like during the holiday season, which I think is easy to have assumed trust during the holiday season, but during the year. Sometimes people struggle at different times of the year. I know for me, I have rough months. I have better months. Like that's like the cyclical business of insurance. Um, I am incredibly grateful, especially being on the opposite side of, like, the sad phone calls of the ones who are the business insurance, like people who I um, have a lot more wedding vendors than probably the normal insurance agent would have. Um, and a lot of those businesses don't really know how they're going to survive because all of their events have been canceled. So I do find it um, and incredibly grateful uh, to have this opportunity to be, like, you know, basically recession proof. But the other piece of it too is I just am reminded to be so humbled by even though it has taken like it has taken us a long time to start building renewals and to start building our new business and all that like referral relationships. There is a reason why we choose to spend the time and invest in that. And it's because of reasons like this. Um, oh. It's really it's humbling though, because when people ask you like how you're doing, you need to be very careful, like when you're who you're talking to or who you're, you know, like Like maybe like change your comments of like, you know, we're really, we're really in a good spot to be able to help our community. And we're grateful for that. Like things like Mm -hmm. that to where you're not like, oh, well, you know, I told you guys that like, I had like a record month and it was great, but that's because we're all in the same industry. I would never, ever, ever say that to anyone outside of our space, especially right now, just because I think sensitivity and being humble about what we have is like the number Mm -hmm. one thing we can probably give back right now and being
0: completely Mm -hmm. empathetic Mm -hmm. to other people. Yeah, okay. no, you're exactly right. And that's why we do have that obligation because we are um, numb to, immune to some of these things. So we have to step up in a, in a greater way. You know, something that you had made me think about, Alicia, is is there has to be recognition on the fact that we want our employees to understand how great it is of the industry they're in. And then you say that we need them, we need to understand how great they are. Um, I, I say that a lot, The our our employees are our greatest asset. Um, it, it it bothers me so much that we actually list them as liabilities on our profit and loss statement. Their payroll is a liability. and really, you think about that. I mean, I understand why that is for accounting reasons, but really, they Fair. should be on the asset side. But anyways, uh, so so mm-hmm. the thing is that I that I think that's important though is what I want to get to here is is it it comes down to Alicia that you as a leader of your organization decided to, dovetailing into what Aaron said, decided to do, to work on this in this culture before now. I understand there's a lot of people that are reading this ebook, listening to this podcast, and they're trying to put it together right now. And I feel for you. That's why we're doing this though. All 100% compassion. But I think there's something to learn as we go forward that, you know, those conferences that those people go to and they learn from each other, those might be something of value to me. I now have seen how something like a virus, not an army, not a nuclear weapon, not a tornado or a hurricane, not a, a, no, a virus that no one can even see has shut down the world. I think I might want to start taking how business is done differently. And that kudos to you, Alicia, right? Kudos to you to be able to make that investment. And you at the time, you didn't even know like, well, I got to make this great culture. So in time of viruses, you know, no, you just knew this is what we have to do. We are going to have what my pastor likes to say, seasons, Mm -hmm. right? And we have seasons of life and we have seasons in our business. And you prepared for that. And I hope that people listening are understanding that this is a time to make a plan. You know, here's the thing. In the stock market, a lot of people aren't freaking out as much because they had a plan and they knew that there'd be up and downs, and if they'd stick to the plan, they'd be okay. But yet we don't have those same plans for our business. And kudos to you and other people out there who have actually taken that plan in that time. And those who didn't make that plan in time, I'm not here to beat you up, but I'm saying, do you now see the importance of this? This is very, very important. Start listening, starting getting involved in groups and committees and conferences and associations or whatever to where you're going to learn this stuff because it's going to become more vital in, uh, every every day. As the great set, great separator says. Anything you want to say to kind of close up, um, uh, Aaron and, and Alicia? Uh, I'll, uh, Aaron, I'll have you go first. Uh, or Alicia, did you say something? I just wanted to
2: add one thing to what you just said. I think sometimes when we talk about culture, it seems like huge and seems like this big thing, and you're like, I can't give unlimited PTO, and I can't do the types of things that person is doing. And I think I'll just just add a, a few sentences to that. If you just make small incremental changes. You don't have to do all these things that other people are doing if you just make small changes and and before whenever i talk to anyone else in the business that wants uh, an opinion on an employee thing or how to do things i always say what do you want your culture to look like so if you just know what you want your culture to look like and maybe make a few little changes um i think that's helpful moving forward and less overwhelming
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is the one time that even if your team doesn't always like each other they all like each other right now we're all on the same page <laughs> yeah you
2: know? Aaron, how about you?
1: i i could not agree more with alicia and i will comment on the other side of it because i tend to be more um like we alicia is so great with the business aspect of doing what is needed in the right time i just i i can't even like tell you that I'm going to take the bonuses into consideration. All those things like those are just things that I'm going to start implementing on the other side of things, as far as like you being the business owner and your stability and your mental health during this time, like I think it's really important. And I know sometimes that I fall victim to this too. You go online and you see like all these like Pinterest moms who are like making time blocks and schedules before I, before this all happened, I went into a time blocking mode that actually worked really well for me. And I had a very hard time throwing it out the window when we got quarantined. And I just want to implore business owners out there, whether you are a mom, whether you're a dad, whether you're a grandparent or aunt and uncle who are now taking care of children every day or whatever the case may be. I think the best advice that I got during this time was to don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Stop paying attention to social media. Stop paying attention to what you should be doing. And it is completely okay to not be okay. And that, that is something I'm trying to focus on every day as I'm, you know, fighting the battle too. And that we all look like we have our lives together and everybody's cute on social media, but the reality is, is right now, everything is unknown. So do what you can to control your culture. Like Alicia said, because that's within your control and then just know that everything else will
0: eventually find a new normal. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good to say. Good to say. Aaron, any or Alicia, anything to add as we wrap up?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, when you originally sent this, you said that you thought the title would be um, flattening the curve or spike or spike your drink. You know, we were kind of playing around with that title, and I just I loved it because that's true, right? We still know that there's going to be there's going to be a curve where things are different, and yeah. and we have to just say, okay, this things are going to be different a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and then also, yeah, the the key to success here is. Drink some wine, buy your kids some moon sand, give them as many fruit snacks as they want. Some last night my kids had macaroni and hot dogs for dinner.
1: Yeah, girl. Dude. I told my yeah. husband,
2: I've never felt so white trash, but that's what I'm beating our kids <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh dude, and as a kid, you used to love macaroni and hot dogs, you know? So I did. I mean, I thought it was awesome. I mean, it's so, delicious,
2: yeah. but you know, it's just we're it's just this is what our normal is. We're just doing our best. Our kids are fed, our businesses are running. It it just doesn't look the same right now,
0: and that's okay. Do, do you think that you wanted to do the 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 uh, macaroni and hot dogs with the white trash cuz you watched Tiger King the day before? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> <the best. laughs>
0: <laughs> it can be she's it. She's carried over it
1: she's like you know what it could be worse i could i could be snuggling with an eight foot long boa constrictor but you know what hot dogs yeah. and mac and cheese just sounds like a way less version so i'm gonna do that
0: <laughs> i, I agree i agree i agree thank you everybody very much uh, you loyal listeners uh, thank you alicia thank you aaron for joining us um and uh thank you um just Just for everything. This has been a great conversation. Been on almost an hour. Um, It seems like not that long, but it's always good having you guys on. um, And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys. I thought I might see you at Brainshare, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Sarah and I, me and the team have decided we are not making a decision until April 15th, no matter how high or low it goes. We're not making a decision until then. Um, And I really don't mind. It's just that if that Infectious disease doctor Fucci or whatever his name is—he keeps saying it's going to come back next fall. I mean, I, I ain't getting any registrations, you know. So yeah. I've got around fifty-three, I think, right now. So we'll see what we're going to do. But you know, um, I'm looking, well, cool,
1: Jason, me. using this time to create some awesome like content that. You never know. It could take a total turn in that people you might get more membership because people are not going to have those kind of meetings available to them. It, it, everyone's on the same playing field. So maybe creating the value and the content and talking about things other people don't talk about. Dude, this could be a game changer for you too.
0: Good call. Good call. I feel better. Now now I know what all loyal listeners feel like for the last 55 minutes. I'm amped up. I'm ready to go. Let's rock and roll. This has been Jason Cass with Agency Intelligence Podcast, where we gave you real agents, Alicia and Aaron, inside real agencies, their agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that the industry tries to make you believe. This has been Cass, Alicia and Aaron, and we are out.